I uh, emphasized to my son and or whoever you know who's interested, and I'm like, oh yeah, don't call yourself a CTA or a managed futures. You're a systematic global macro hedge fund, um, yeah. and probably just so happens that uh, taking small losses and taking short positions and currencies and commodities along with equities and being somewhat uh, rule based or you know uh, making money in long term trends is probably just a universal almost uh, methodology for successful funds who figured out a way to stay in business and survive uh and so it's just kind of a shame that um we are you know we we're so transparent it's just trend and we're ctas and um i mean we even get allocations from rias around the country who have a little business and they trend follow etfs uh they, you know they never go short they just uh switch around to different types of uh, stock ETFs or bonds. And uh, they're like managing all this money with trend. They love trend. Uh, they see, oh, Jerry, you're like one of my heroes. And I'm going <laughs> to allocate, I'm going to allocate 5% to you. Yeah, and yeah. I'll just take care of the 95% uh, with trend. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, uh, so um, I was just wondering, what do you think about a, uh, would you sort of uh, recommend or it's sort of late to the game for some of us, but uh, it seems to me that uh, rather than having a product that is, uh, you know, so somehow supposed to deliver crisis alpha, which it doesn't really do reliably because crisis alpha is uh, what happened in two days in February, uh, and I'm only going to allocate five or ten percent, anyways. But uh, maybe to create the perfect more product that, as you said, uh, the client can actually hold. It's not optimal necessarily from our sort of uh, superior intellectual point of view. Uh, but let's say that it's mostly equities and uh, it's trend following and a few uh, currencies, fixed income, and commodities on the side, but not to confuse you or to make you uh, have FOMO when the S and P's up. Uh, you know, 500% and we're only up uh, 400%. <clears throat> but uh, it's something maybe clients can hold more. We can give clients as much trend uh, as they can handle versus our strategy of, no, you need to embrace uh, currencies, commodities, stocks, bonds in this product that, you know, it's really difficult for the average person to hold on to. I mean, I 100% agree. You know, I mean, we... A fun example, I mean, the first paper I ever wrote, the first time I wrote it, the title was A Simple Approach to Market Timing. And no, not only would no one read it, it visibly, visibly would make people angry when I sent it to them. And the comments I got back were so vitriolic and hateful about this paper. And so I said, that's funny, I'll just change the title. I changed it to, the title is, was now, A Quantitative Approach to Tactical Asset Allocation. And everyone loved it. Right, and, and nothing changed in the paper other than the title. People hated hated the phrase "market timing." Media, I mean, I, I you can't even begin to use that phrase, and people lose their mind. But uses the phrase "tactical asset allocation," and it sounds professional. It sounds rigorous. I don't know, and it's the same damn thing. And so we we spend a lot of time thinking about how to. I mean, the behavioral side about investing, and there's a lot of great books out there by. Uh, Jason Zweig and, and um, uh, Montier and others that talk about all the behavioral problems investors have. And so we spend a lot of time trying to frame that discussion. I mean, I, I ended up calling our allocations where we put half in trend following. We called them the Trinity portfolios. And people seem to like it. I don't think it's the, the optimal description, but I was trying to think of something that would resonate 
uh, with people. And I don't think we've hit on the, the perfect phrase yet, but we need to all put our heads together and come up with something because, you know, whether it, God forbid, be smart beta or something else, um, you know, the, certainly the, the fund industry is great at coming up with marketable ideas. And if we can get anything ever close to dividends, uh, then we'll, if we can get one-tenth of the success of dividend and yield as a concept, then, then we'll be okay. But uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait for your son to come up with something good <laughs> and, and let me know. Yeah, well, I do remember having a phone call many years ago with a client and explaining uh, our strategy to the client, and it was totally fine. Um, I think another huge mistake is the CTAs uh, have not embraced uh, cash equities, you know, uh, single stocks in that type mm-hmm. of diversification. That uh, damages the reputation a little bit. <clears throat> um, but uh, so uh, we were very proud to tell this uh, client that, well, you know, we trade the single stock futures. And uh, <clears throat> he was like, well, how do you trade those? I'm like, oh, the exact same systems, trend only, nothing else, uh, got very hostile. Uh, here I was attacking, right? Maybe his MBA, his education, his his worldview on how you're supposed to do things. Uh, look, if you goofballs are going to trade currencies and commodities with trend, whatever, I have no idea. I don't really care. Uh, but if you start getting into my territory with mm-hmm. equities and value and fundamentals with this, you think you can replace me with a trend? So, uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah. experienced that firsthand. Well, you get a lot of, it's almost like a religious or cult-like um, belief system for a lot of people. And it doesn't even matter what it is. You could find people that are the in Canada, my friends that are the gold bugs, or you could find people in the crypto space, we call them the blockheads, or you can find the dividend investors, whatever they're. Um, I love to pick on the, the DFA advisors because um, that's like, I, whenever, I, whenever I get a lot of hate mail, it's almost always a DFA person going crazy about something. Um, but uh, but people have, have find their own worldview and stick to it, and I think that's just and investing in life. You know, it's super dangerous to be um, to 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 just put your head ostrich like in the sand and say, um, you know, there's there's only one way to do things. And we often tell people, well, a lot of people call us and say, Meb, why should we use your stuff instead of Vanguard? I say, Vanguard's fine. You're probably totally cool with this, but you know, it's not the way I I do it. This is what I do with my own money and. You know, there's some stats about a lot of these equity managers, and it's something like if you look at the fund, the public funds, and the amount that the the it's like sixty to eighty percent, depending on the category, have no money invested in their own fund. And that's my favorite stat to tell people. I said, look, I don't, I don't even care if you uh, what your belief system is, but at least hope your manager is is believes in it himself and invests the same way because likely he doesn't. So I don't know. It's, uh, it's, 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 I think the, the, the best thing we can do to tell people is say, look, this is what we believe in. This is how we invest and go ask, go ask your, go ask your, uh, your clients, your managers, if, if they invest in their own ideas a lot, it's surprising to hear, but a lot, a lot don't. Yeah. I've uh, read articles, uh, Morningstar and et cetera, on what a good indicator that is for fund performance. 